Hey, what's up, everybody? Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And I'm Stephanie Martinez, right? And you've just joined us on This Is Real. Hey, what's going on, real ones? I'm excited. You know, we get to talk about real people, real problems, real solutions. And, uh, you know, we always go through things. And, uh, so, man, we're already 2024, what, February? No, we're no, in January, but yeah, it's but coming yeah. up. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's January. Up, yeah. I, I can see February. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not in January corner. anymore. Yeah. Like, I am in February. I'm mentally. like, yeah, mentally. I'm like, oh, there it is. Because, you know, the next one is Valentine's, you know, because you see, I, they probably had it up. I haven't been to the stores lately. Yeah, they got it up. Yeah, they got it up, right? Yeah, Everywhere. that's been. Had it up early. Like, December yeah. 31st? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. December 26th, it yeah. was up. <laughs> yeah, it's because we live in a world that's like, I feel like, they say, oh, it's getting faster and faster. Mm -hmm. But I think we do that. Mm -hmm. Like, we do that. I think it's that, very, right? uh, yeah, very much this culture, the American culture, you know? Yeah. Oh, big The time. next big thing and not, yeah. you know, being in the now. Well, yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it's the planet, you know. Well, the people that got, like, technology, all that stuff, it was always, like, faster, 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 you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, when we grew up, there was only, like, one um, drive through yeah, now they have like, two. Two. I mean, you could drive yeah, through. Yeah, hey, yeah. I'm gonna meet you outside by oh, yeah. the drive through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then they have the people outside, and I'm like, bro, if I wanted to talk yeah. to people, I would have gone inside. Before the Give drive through. The box. <laughs> yes, all day long, man. We want to thank our partner and uh, one of our sponsors, uh, ISI, man, for all that you do. They have locations all over the city of Houston. Uh, thank you for uh, helping us set the captives free. And so we always want to give them a shout out because we couldn't do what we do without them. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have Jesus and then we have partners. Right. Amen. Uh, so that's super awesome. Thank you, ISI. Uh, we sharpen, you know, iron sharpens iron, but they, you know, Absolutely. are ISI too. Absolutely. So, okay. When uh, I'm just going to ask you some questions before we jump into the, you know, uh, this text here, but just stuff that I've kind of been thinking about, you know, because we've been talking to church, you know, about grace and all this stuff. And, you know how sometimes you wind up in works and the enemy always tries to get you even when you're like you give your whole mm -hmm. life to the lord and you're doing well he always tries to get you to forget that it was by grace mm -hmm. you know that was i think one of our questions when we were all hanging out right we were uh, studying the bible together um so in okay before christ right how did you guys move like were you guys like you know doo -doo -doo, or were you like you move like was your life fast like how was your life when you make because it doesn't have to just be fast like that you, you know you could get jump into relationships fast you know mm -hmm. in your life how did you move you know was it like did you make decisions quick you know obviously you probably didn't pray for the decision or you know, I mean, <laughs> tell us you tell us yeah. how, how, did that, how did that work out for you i think it was more so uh i would say fast but also like i was just saying the american culture of like not really thinking of the future and not thinking of consequences and you know a few mm. months in you know into a relationship or into you know finances or a job i think it was very much like what now like what i want now and what i want to do and see yeah. and all of that yeah so it wasn't that's, really that's like forward thinking i would say yeah well, it wasn't like really in the any thinking, right? Yeah. We didn't really, because no. the whole non-consequence thing, yeah. right? There was really yeah. like yeah. very minimal thinking. We just yeah. thought we were right all the yeah. time, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. A, that's that's what, <laughs> the Bible mm -hmm. says there's a way that seems right to a man, and yet we thought we were right in yeah. every decision, right? right? You did it by feelings too, right? Like feelings and emotions. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Big time. How about you? How was your, was oh, you, you moved slow. <laughs> I, was, I was gunning. Yeah. Yeah, I was gunning. I think ever since, I was thinking about it right now, ever since I was a kid. You were running. I was running. Terrible tools were like you're, yeah. you're, you're steroids. You're like a terrible tool steroids. We went to, I went to school. I came home and played basketball, played football, played soccer, played wrestling. And then when I was in the street, too, I was gunning. We used to say, we sl I sleep when I die. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, yeah. Get yeah. rich to die trying. Rest, was rest stop. What? We sleep when we die. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and that's interesting that you say that, right? Because because that that's the point I'm trying to get to, right? Because mm -hmm. before we jump into the... Like, so what did you consider rest, mm -hmm. Right. Like, I, I think, for me, I moved fast. Everything you said and everything you said, right? It was, like, always fast and always on a grind. And, yeah, because even on the block, everybody was like, yo, you know, if you didn't, it was like a, a FOMO that really wasn't talked about, right? Because if, you know, this guy's going to make more or yeah. this person's going to make the club and they might date, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you had to be everywhere and in everything. Facts. And rest to me, to me, at those times, you know, if I could be honest with this, um, was either sleep, yeah, that's right? It. When you when you slept, 
you rested. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I slept. No, I didn't sleep. Like I didn't get no rest. Mm -hmm. Is what we would say, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe in some weird form, like, man, man, no, I was gonna say maybe if I went uh, to the beach or something, you know, the thought of. Nah, that never, that but never even, existed. But yeah, that, <laughs> but we did that, but still with no rest, because I remember saying like when we would just go from the club straight to the beach, we would say, "Man, I didn't, I didn't get no sleep. I didn't get no rest." You know, so it was always about, um, for me, about sleeping. How about yeah. you? What would you think rest? No, I think sleeping too, for sure, because uh, you know, if if you partied all night or you know we're partying for a whole weekend then you're like oh, i'm just gonna sleep the whole day you know mm -hmm. uh-huh and you just have like a whole day of that's stephanie of partying so. the whole weekend mm -hmm. what, yeah. what? No, what? <laughs> you never told us that yeah <laughs> share more how about you when you think rest yeah, it was just sleep and i don't i, I think we uh, we uh opposed uh rest yeah. Like it was like when you fell asleep, you fell you're asleep. You're pumped. You're pumped. Yeah. Hey. You, you need know? sleep. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you could, like, when your body was just there, it was just there. Yeah. So you, we, we but but you still equated it to, to rest to sleep. Yeah, to sleep. Yeah. Oh, and I just remember when we were talking, a blunt. So for me, like, you know, like whenever I got, like, you know, I guess looking back, anxiety, but I didn't call it that then. Yeah. I just thought, like, man, I'm tripping out right now. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Or a drink, you. or a drink, yeah. right? Like it was a, it was a form of rest without saying it was rest, because we were basically saying, "Oh, what a difficult! Let's go get a drink," mm -hmm. you know, or "How hard is this? Let's go do this." Yeah. So I also probably equated rest with, Chill. with, yeah, yeah, yeah high, with, drink. with something that gave me a false sense of peace. Because mm -hmm. just because you got drunk, you woke up, you had the same problem, right? It felt good though when you were yeah. drinking and you felt like you had no problems. It was still there, it never left. Yeah. You know, it's almost like it faded away for a moment, right? Right. And so um, thinking about it, th that was kind of like how I equated rest too, right? Because, oh, at least peace. Right. You know, it was like, yo, because when I was smoking, I was like, ah. Oh. Mm. But it wasn't like, there was no conflict resolution. There was yeah. no communication or nothing. It was just for the moment. Mm -hmm. And when the high went away and like you woke up again or whatever, you know. So it was, it was almost like a numbing, our, the, how we, we equated peace. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You think of so, also like an escape, you know, to yeah. just yeah. not face reality. Yes. Yeah. So in uh, Pastor Stephanie's famous words, right, you usually say, well, you know, you really shouldn't look like that in Christianity. <laughs> and I, I guess I like saying this because I think sometimes we just don't know. And so yeah. we become Christians and everybody just assumes, you know, I go to church now, I do this thing. And so there's no development. I think uh, Sunday I had talked about, you know, you go through a state of deliverance, you know, then you're getting developed and then to reach your destiny, right? Whatever your God-given purpose, right? But yeah. you, there's some developing and in, in everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you're raising a kid and everything, mm -hmm. there's some developing. But in Christianity, we love to deliverance. You know, we, we get <laughs> delivered to destiny, you know, yeah. tomorrow. And it's like, uh, I think it causes more trouble yeah. than it does bless, mm -hmm. right? So now, you know, in the famous words, it's like, you shouldn't look like that here. You shouldn't look like that here. So I'm going to read this verse out of Hebrews. I'm just going to go Hebrews 4. I'm just going to read a little bit. Um, and it goes like this. It goes, uh, therefore, since the promise to enter his rest remained, right? So I highly doubt he's talking about weed or alcohol. <laughs> I highly doubt right. he's talking sleep. about sleep, yeah. right? Um, because this is important to know. Because I think if you truly find, understand rest, mm -hmm. then you'll feel rested, yeah. you know? Rest in your soul, right? Because I'm not saying sleep is not good and all that. Yeah. I'm just saying the anxiety part of it or the worrying part of the, right? Because yeah. we attribute that as, oh man, I'm going through, yeah, I gotta go get a drink. Even in Christians do that, right? Well, I gotta go, I'm gonna go have sex. Or I gotta go and I'm gonna, it's the same go thing, you did that in the world. Or, I'm gonna go to a conference. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing a lot of Jesus stuff. And it's like, yeah. that. that's not gonna take it away. That's not rest. <laughs> no, so yeah. let me keep going. It says, let us beware that none of you, uh, that none of you be found to have fallen short for we also have received the good news just as they did. But the message, you know, he's talking about the children of Israel right? and, and all that. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But but the message that they heard did not benefit them since they were not united with those who heard, heard it in faith. Ooh, this good stuff. Fire. Super fire. For we who have believed enter the rest in keeping with what he has said. So I swore in my anger they will not enter my rest, even though his 
works have been finished since the foundation of the world for someone somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in this way and the seventh day god rested on his works again in that passage he says they will never enter my rest and um and it just keeps going uh let's see i'm gonna read a little more therefore since it remains for some to enter it and those who formerly received the good news did not enter because of disobedience so they did not enter rest because of disobedience mm -hmm. uh so it was like disobedience and unbelief right yeah. disobedience he again specifies a certain day today come on you're, you're watching this today today is that day where you can actually say i'm gonna answer mm -hmm. the rest he specified this speaking through david such a long time today if you hear my voice don't harden your hearts Mm -hmm. let's just talk about rest a little bit so what do you think he's saying here right what do you think is the miscommunication because i hear it all the time i hear it all the time like i oh you know i'm getting burnt out and this and that and that and the other and you know uh conference junkies uh junkies, <laughs> like like it is what it is because there's a place when we remember in the beginning i said you know this whole grace thing and we've been talking at church about mark chapter four and accepting the word and you know you can't even move forward because i mean you're saved by grace through faith mm -hmm. and then there's this works thing right yep. and so we're talking about rest in christ here yeah and he's like they never entered rest because of really they were disobedient and had unbelief yeah and i think that's one of the key parts that maybe um we don't realize in ourselves sometimes mm -hmm. is that whenever we are go 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 and oh i need to grind or i need to this or i need to that mm. we're thinking whether it's intentionally or unintentionally that we have to do things in our own power and our own strength yeah. and that's why i think it's cool that in the scripture it says you know it's their faith because if you trust in the lord if you know who he is, if you are just obedient to his words or his commands, mm. then you don't have to go and do a thousand things because, you know, if he didn't tell you to do all those things, then, you know, he's telling you to sit and chill just as much as he did, you know, yeah. on the seventh day. And it doesn't have to be, you know, we're mentioning the conferences in the church because it doesn't even have to be, you know, going to drink and, and drugs. I think uh, I grew find up, other things. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I grew up like a uh, very like productive environment, right? Like everyone comes together, you know, it wasn't just my mom cleaning the house or, you know, it was like everybody shared the chores mm, and stuff like that. And so, <laughs> and, but I mean, my How dad- How do we get the whole house to clean? <laughs> my dad cooks too, you know? And so like we always assign cause there's four of us. And Man. so it was like, you know, everyone has their part. And so it's, it was a good thing to take into, and it was funny the career that I went into, uh, in cooking because you know there's a phrase in the kitchen if you got time to lean you got time to clean, clean. yeah right? I, remember, I remember that phrase i remember that phrase yeah and so it was I, I realized maybe i don't know a few years back where i was like you know what there's like this anxiety sometimes of like if i'm sitting here doing nothing yeah, like something. i need to go do something because i like there's so many things that can get done yeah you know so it doesn't even though yes in the world it was like you know drinking or partying or whatever mm. but even in christ you can be like oh well we need to go do this and then we have to go and do that and then we have so, to write 15 books and all these different things mm, where it's yeah. like you know, uh, but it's <laughs> but it's uh, realizing that it, it has to come from the right place, you know? Yeah, it's good stuff. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, uh, I completely agree with Stephanie. I think and it, I'm reading from the, tra the Passions Translation, and it says, mm -hmm. it says this, it says, We want to thank all of our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach from Houston to Galveston and up to the Austin area. This show reaches over 100 prisons nationwide with over 500,000 inmates tuning in weekly to hear the good news through our radio show and the Pando app. To partner with us, visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free Get Rap TV app. Now, the promise of entering into God's rest is still for us today. Mm. And this is the part that I like. So we must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. And for mm -hmm. me, that says that there's a chance that if you're not careful, that if, you, if you're not mindful, if you're not paying attention to what's motivating you or what's driving you or how you're living, that you'll fail to experience that promise. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think that's that's what takes place in, in Christianity sometimes. And it's sometimes not, all, not always from a, a place of like um, bad intentions, but we equate success with how we feel. 
So in the midst of like doing ministry and and feeding the homeless or 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 whatever the case, whatever it is that we're we're involved in, it feels good. We feel accomplished. We yeah. feel successful. We yeah. feel fulfilled. And yeah. and and when we stop doing those things or those things are not available to us or or we get burnt out from doing those things and we stop having that feeling because we're not doing them no more, we we're we're like ah, I need to do something because I'm not feeling. Fulfilled yeah. in Christ, it's like I'm not feeling, heroin. Yeah, I'm not feeling valued or worthy, or my identity is not there. So that's kind of what, what I feel he's trying to tell you is like, bro, like the 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 work was done at the cross. Yeah, you know, it's been finished. Your faith empowers you to rest in the fact that what he did is enough. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you don't you don't got to work and and run yourself exhausted to to experience my fullness and my acceptance of you, of who you are, of your identity, of how much I love you, of your, your, your you being seated in heavenly places. We're just so caught up in us having to contribute to what he's done that, that we get exhausted by it. Yeah. And, and I think it's something that's, that's, it, uh, that it's uh, embedded in us for a long time yeah. be, before Christ, even in society, yeah. in, in work. Like if you don't put in work, you don't get promoted. You know, if you don't mm -hmm. if you don't put in work in the street, you ain't you ain't getting no stripes. I, Go ahead. Yeah. No, you're good. Right. You're good. If you don't put if you don't clean your room, like we, this is things that that our society is kind of uh, built upon. So it's it's almost like Christ is like, nah, bro. Like we gotta throw that out. Yeah, and you know, I I went to three. You know, because obviously, you know, there I like looking. And it says the warning against their unbelief. And it says, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness. Right. Because I always say, you know, when God pulls you out, all, the whole wilderness season is a testing place. It really shows you you. Mm -hmm. When you're going through those seasons, it really shows you you. Right. Because something that's in Christianity a lot is like a lot of times we say things with our lips. But our hearts are far from it. Right. Like our, our mind hasn't been transformed to what we're saying. And the sign of that is when somebody's going, going, and somebody tells you, hey, slow down, go home, don't do nothing. Uh, not nothing, <laughs> but don't do all these things you're doing. Yeah. If you can't do that, like I, I tell people this all the time, right? Because it's by grace, through faith. And you see here, as it keeps going, it says for 40 years, I was provoked with anger with this generation. He's upset with them. Yeah. He's like, y'all are disobedient. Y'all have hardened hearts. You're hardening your heart. And we learn that a hardened heart is either pride or sin, right? That's what hardens your heart. And it showed how the disciples, uh, even faithful believers, right? The disciples, they actually, he asked them, are your hearts being hardened? Because they could not see and did not understand. Yeah, yeah. Right? And if you keep, yeah, because he's like, man, how are you going to feed all these people? He's <laughs> yeah. like, I just fed all the people. Yeah, like, like it's almost like we forget <laughs> what God has done. And then we go into the natural mind and not really receive what God says. We harden our hearts. And I actually showed our hangout, I pulled out that slime. And mm -hmm. I was like, Josh, my son, he had this slime. And I was like, this is what your heart is supposed to be like, pliable, right? It's supposed to be pliable. And we enter into God's rest by faith. Like when we're talking about rest, we're entering rest by faith, which is a gift that is free right and it's uh from and by his grace in other words grace is everything he deposited into your account and faith is how you pull it mm -hmm. right like when all of these things that he's saying you know when you say hey you got to be a father in your home hey you should slow down with this so that you could get this right the fact when when a person because i i shared and i was just uh vulnerable and i'm going to be vulnerable right now like in moments that i not forget like in my head and in my heart like in my heart i know that i'm saved by grace through faith right that's what makes me totally dependent upon god okay that's that's the sign when you're dependent mm -hmm. when you're not lean on your understanding you trust in him and all his ways that is a sign that you understand because if grace deposited it then i'm leaning towards him on what he says mm -hmm. right when i'm moving super fast yeah and my time with him shifts to Tim I'll do it later yeah I have now taken the reins and I am not living by grace I am now living by works and the problem is we don't admit that yeah we don't admit that like like you ask yourself how's your time with the Lord are you like rushing your time with him so you're just reading the Bible to be like I read it yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah but when you actually sit 
and spend time. Nobody wants a rush relationship. What if your wife, you know, you're going to do your thing? Yeah. She's like, hurry up. You know, I got to go. <laughs> you know, that would be horrible. Yeah, yeah. You're like there. She's like, hold on. I got to check a post. You're like, what? <laughs> because it, it would not feel genuine. It would yeah. feel like you're just doing this because you have to do this. And I think like if we're going to be honest, you know, if we don't want to not enter the rest, because at the end of this, he says, for who heard and rebelled? Wasn't it all who came out of Egypt under Moses? With whom was God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? If not to those who disobeyed, so we see that they were unable to enter rest because of their unbelief. You know, I think sometimes, too, people equate the doing into spending time with God. Oh, no, all day long. You know what I mean? And yeah, I think the book that of Galatians, that's, yeah, right? that's, that's the, the, the moment of he's like, no, you, that's not... You're, 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 you have unbelief. Like you're, you're mm -hmm. spending time with me is not you doing things for me. And, and maybe it's not that we forget, but sometimes like when we do things for God, it feels good. Yeah. And I, I, me growing up, I didn't come from a, a, an atmosphere or, not, or a household where I was told, good job. Wow. You did amazing. Man, that's awesome. Hey, that's really awesome. So, so whenever, so whenever you step into into ministry or into preaching or into doing things for God, people are affected by it. And that if, that 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 result that you see, or sometimes you get the affirmation, that can be um, it could it could be uh, uh, something that we take uh, into into our heart and make it an idol. Yeah, that's, oh, so that's now why we, him, him talking about you know it being pride and all that, because then it's like, oh well, it doesn't matter what the Lord is telling me. All these people are saying, yeah, that exactly. I'm doing, great, yeah, I'm doing good. What do you mean? Doing, like, yeah. yeah, people are being trained. Nah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> good deeds, uh, fruit is a result of a seed. Facts. And see, right? it takes time to, you know? Yeah, so if if you're uh, creating your own fruit without spending time with the one who gives the fruit, then it's not true fruit. Yeah. You're, you're I mean, it's your own, it's like a genetic hybrid fruit, yeah. you know? Like, it looks like peace, but when something happens, I, I, I <laughs> fall apart. Yeah. You know, when we're talking about joy, true fruit, right, is this seed, and it, and it takes time to grow, and God makes it grow. And, and in the t context of time. So you're spending time with him, right? He, he kind of rubs off. It's like a thick peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know, he rubs off, right? And then that comes out of you in time. Amen. But if we're just, because here's the mistake sometimes I think. There's, because good deeds always come out of it. Yeah. So it yeah. ain't like, right? If you're source good deeds. So person spending time with the Lord, good deeds are coming out of it. God breathes on that and you see success. And so then you're like, ha ha, yeah. I'm going to do everything they're out. doing. Yeah. But if you're not really sitting to spend that time, you know, and I'm saying that, I mean, I, I've been in both sides of the pendulum, right? It, it was funny because I think I had told Jay one time, I was like, man, you know, you look great. He's like, actually, I look horrible. Yeah, and I'm like, me? yeah, remember? I go, you look and he goes, I look horrible. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you think I look good. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't have a body like this, right? <laughs> so I'm like, touche, touche. He's like, but he's like, I'm actually sloppy right now. I'm not working out the way I should. I'm not, right? And so it's interesting because you can see a person. This is where it messes up, too, because people aren't transparent and open yeah. and say, yeah, I've only spent three minutes. And then, you know, I, I lean because the Lord's going to say it. No, that's, that's yeah. wrong. That's wrong in so many ways. When you can't sit home and make sure that everything you're teaching out there you're doing there, that means you treat God the same way. Amen. I'm telling you. Fact. There's something in there. Like, you, we got to be honest because the results, the honesty is not so that we could judge a person or we could, be, like, beat them up. The honesty is so we could go, hey, let's help fix, Beer prioritize that. Yeah. Like, like, let us help you. Like, yeah. where, where's your struggle? Yeah. And then all of us kind of help him stay accountable, right? But somewhere we think, and maybe in Christianity we, we messed that up, you know, because everybody's like, oh, then you're not a believer. You know, yeah. like, like, ah, you're going <laughs> to hell. You're going to hell. Yeah. The dude's like, I just I just can't prioritize. You're going to hell. I just don't understand. Yeah, you don't know how to pray. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, man, no. But but true rest is, is really salvation, right? He's mm -hmm. saying, like, your unbelief. He had to go find Joshua, I think, a whole other generation, right? 
that's what where my mind was going um because i think it happens for us also <clears throat> is that this was generationally right so yeah. the, the israelites for the first generation right was like mm -hmm. rumbling and all that stuff in in the wilderness complaining and so then the next generation the warnings are there of like yo don't be like that right because yeah. they could have just easily been like oh well you know my ancestors spent 40 years in the desert so you know we're just chilling right here and he's like nah dude i got a rest for you that i need you to get to mm. but you're comfortable here because you're you know your parents and your grandparents and all that were comfortable here and i think we do that sometimes where we're like oh you know um uh, come experience the love that will change your life every sunday i get rap church visit us at 23221 alden westfield road in spring texas 77373 for three services at 9 a.m 10 15 a.m and 12 p.m not in Houston, not a problem. Join us for our online service from anywhere in the world by downloading our free Get Rap TV app or by visiting Get Rap Church's YouTube channel. Also, be sure to check us out at Get Rap People on all social media platforms to stay up to date on everything happening at Get Rap Church. Uh, some people with like, you know, single parents, oh, well, my, you know, I, I want to go and I have to grind, grind, grind so I can get my mom a house or, you know, do this. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I my parents that. are immigrants, so it's like, oh, you know, I have to get a college degree and I have to do this because, you know, they came over here uh, for me and all of this stuff. Yeah. And then mm. it's like, but it's the Lord, you know? <laughs> I agree. Um, but, <laughs> but, I think the fact that it's highlighted generationally, I think maybe that could affect and maybe we identify it within ourselves of like, what is it within me, you know, or I didn't live the life that I was supposed to live. So now I'm this age and I need to, you know, get do I need to do all of these things when God is a God of restoration and he's yeah. one who's <laughs> recuperate, you know, the time that was what we think lost and you know? totally crazy. Right. Because it's like, you know, I've, I've had like what moments because I'm like, so this is millions of God's people. Like, like <laughs> I, I, I need to really think. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Millions of God people. They all can go into the, you know, into Wakanda. Yeah. These guys can go into this place. Right. That God had prepared for you, bro. Right. We're not talking three. Yeah. All of them. Millions. Yeah. yeah. And he had to start over with a whole other generation because they disobeyed and were unbelief. Yeah. Now, I just really I don't know. I don't know because have you if you haven't, I want you to think about it today. Where are you like like if you were in that crew, yeah. would you be the one that winds up with Joshua mm -hmm. and goes like, yo, that's for us? Or would you still be disobedient? Right. Because we think like, oh, all these devils. No, this is God's people. Yeah. Yeah. These are God's people. God's like, I have this for you. I put it in your ATM. Right. Grace. Because today we're talking grace. Jesus. So I put all this you can have. Right. All of it here. Mm -hmm. Heaven. Ugh. And then we're just always complaining, mm -hmm. not spending time and not utilizing our faith to pull what he has for us. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy because if, if right now you heard Pastor Ernesto complaining about money, let's let's use a, a real practical thing. He's like, man, I got no money. Right? Mm -hmm. But you knew that I put in his account $10 million. Mm-hmm. There was $10 million sitting in his account. And all you heard him do was that, man. <laughs> man, my life, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I got to take a hoop, you know? what? I mean, what would you honestly think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Be like, you're tripping, bro. Yeah, I think it's like a sign <laughs> of insanity. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. A like, little, right? Like you're just blind to it. Or you're. it's like a self-inflicting harm of like, ah, oh, well, I choose to just not receive that help or that, you know, salvation and things yeah. like that. And so we'd have to convince you that, hey, that you'd be mm -hmm. like, this is like you, you have that. Yeah. There. You, and I think that, that <laughs> you know what I'm in that challenge, too, because um, I, I, I've done that sometimes, like you've challenged me in my life yeah. a lot of times. And I'll go sit down and think about what um I was like, sorry i was yawning <laughs> I, I go to, to that like, ah, trying to do it off camera you called it out you called it out I mean what you think she was doing like roaring at you yeah she was yawning at me oh, she's like thanks man she's all discreet yeah I'm like hey are you what is that oh my god Let's go like, back I, to your life I, when you weren't obedient, Pastor Nelson. Let's go back to disobedient. that. Disobedient. So I Unbelievable. Sit down and I and I, <laughs> so I go sit down and I start to uh, think about what you're asking, what you're challenging me in. Yeah. But because I know the answer, that's what I think about. 
Yeah. So I really don't really receive the revelation until I sit down and think about how I'm really living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you, you get the truth. Yeah, like you said, like go challenge, go sit down and challenge yourself and see where you're at in that story. Yeah. And I can go sit down and be like, well, I mean, I believe, I believe God has promised that for me, but it is not until you check how you're living to <laughs> yeah. be like, I believe that, but my life is not saying that. Yeah. You know, I'm actually we talking now. Yeah, I'm actually walking in the uh, in the other on the other uh, yeah. spectrum. Well, you're with the children of yeah. like millions of people because yeah. yeah. look, there wasn't like let's be real. There's probably like 80,000 conversations because there's millions. That, there yeah. was millions of them yeah, that didn't yeah, answer. Yeah. So some are saying, like, man, these dudes yeah. are tripping. Yeah, they lying. They don't know, right? Because that's, I mean, right? Rumors yeah. and everything, right? I mean, it, it happened every time they giants. went into different uh, towns and countries and cities where they're like, uh, he has a promise, but I'm going to stay with these, you know, and yeah. I'm going to worship with these idols, or I'm going to take these women as wives, or I'm going to settle for this land and mm. all of that. We're settling. Like, We're better over there. Every yeah. day I'm settling, settling. <laughs> hey, they settling. That's not good. Mm -hmm. That you settling for like unrest because the the opposite of right rest is unrest, and so you're trying to find, you know, because we always say he's trying to find love. You're finding love in all the wrong places. Okay, you're trying to find rest in everything but what can give you rest, because that requires faith. That's the whole. That's why he said that. If you don't get this parable, the one about receiving the seed, 3604, mm -hmm. if you can't get that, you won't understand anything else. Because yeah. what he's saying is, this This is what he's saying. Like, you know, uh, God, you got to accept what God has to say above what you think. Yeah. And, and you'll get fruit. Yeah. So it's like, we don't do that. We, we hear like, hey, be a good father. We're like, oh, I don't know how to be a good father. So that gives us the reason to not be a good father and just run around yeah right or hey you don't know how to be a good friend well well then learn then ask god what he says about being a friend like mm -hmm. actually ask because i've been doing this here lately this is powerful for me but you know i write down like who am i discipling right because it gets so crazy yeah. right everybody's like reaching out reaching out and then you got to be okay with going yeah this season i can't you know build the way i want to build because you mm -hmm. We're not, here we go, folks. We're not designed to have 100,000 friends on Facebook. And here's the crazy part. I, I had to tell somebody, <laughs> I told somebody, and I did it very nicely, but like, <laughs> they started writing this thing, and then they go, yeah, I understand. You know, they kind of went into their own thought of maybe how I was feeling, which mm -hmm. it wasn't true. I don't have Messenger on my phone because that, because I get bombarded, and because I have a heart, I already know me. I start yeah, answering. And so I go, hey, you know, I don't, I don't see this on my phone and I usually don't uh, if you ask me something in person yeah you know I got you but I'm not gonna text I, I just don't do more than you know a little paragraph mm -hmm. and I do that for my own health because where they see oh I only do this with three people I could get like I don't know look let me show you something real quick 55,618 emails not read and this is after I hit a button. I'm going to cry. This is after I hit a button and erased everything. Do you remember? Yeah. I was like, I said, I'm going to erase everything. I had a moment. And now there was a stupid moment because I should have. <laughs> I was like, I, I erased <laughs> stuff I needed. But I was so like yeah. unrested that I was like, delete. And I'm back to 55. So it's a, right? So at some point, as I'm spending time with the Lord, he's going to instruct me. Yeah, facts. But I have to be honest in the areas right that i need help and i usually try my best to grow in things because how am i going to teach forth how am i going to say well be a father this is what works if i don't actually go home and try and bump heads and do the hey call me and all that like it's a it's a roller coaster yeah. journey and you're trying to figure this this out right so i think a lot of times if it wasn't because i was in his rest oh lord you know because we always joke around yeah. we're like we're living the dream yeah mm -hmm. Right, because ministry gets difficult, but just life. Let's say, because ministry, when I say ministry, it's not just a guy preaching, right? Yeah. It's to attend to a need. So you could be ministering in your home, the ministry of your job. Mm -hmm. You could be wherever you're attending to a need and you're bringing Christ, you are ministering. You're moving chairs unto the Lord, you are ministering. 
That's where we mix that up. Yeah. So the problem is that we don't think we're ministering unless we're out there ministering. Some organized sort of set of a setting. Yeah, we're like, yeah. oh, not ministering. Or with a stage. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need a microphone. Mic. Everybody wants yeah. a microphone. Yeah. I want to do that. Why? Yeah. I didn't even know I was going to do this. Yeah. You ministry at home. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm. You know, and that's that's. Look, look, I mean, can we, you, everybody marry here? Like, is that like really easy? No, it's not easy. Yeah. No. Man, that takes, no. <laughs> that takes, he's like, nah. <laughs> that takes hard, intentional work. Yeah. Now, with that work, you see fruit. Mm-hmm. So I think we really have to um, understand, because even the Sabbath, right? People are like, oh, the day and all that. It's the, your rest is in Christ. And he, he actually said that the Sabbath is for you. Facts. When you could take a day, and I, I don't know, I sh- I've struggled with this too. I try to like take it in pieces. I like, you know, four hours over here, four hours over there. That's a day, Lord. <laughs> when you take a day, tithing, everything, uh, all of those things fall on the same thing. It's you saying, I'm going to rest because mm-hmm. that's really for you. I'm going to take my day, to, right? Because I trust that, God, you could do more in six days yeah. than I can in seven. It's the same concept. Yeah. When you can and you're constantly going, you're actually going, I don't trust you. Yeah. yeah. I trust me. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> I trust me. And we can come out of these conversations and still and still do the same thing. Mm-hmm. At some point, you gotta honest, be honest, because you're gonna reproduce that. Yeah. And then you're gonna get mad when the other people are doing it. Yeah. I think you don't you don't you don't analyze um, your actions. You analyze what you know. Yeah. You know, I do know that, but yeah. you're not living that. You know, and even in understanding God's rest, I think in order for mm-hmm. us to even enter in His rest, we gotta understand what His rest looks like. Yeah. You know, because. Like you were saying earlier, we can equate rest to so many other things. So I can, we can ask a number of people if they they feel like they're rested in, in Christ, and they'll be like, "Yeah." And then what yeah. does that look like? And they're like, "I don't know." Totally. You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? And that's kind of a place where I've gotten in 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 and when I talk to people, like, what does that mean? What is because a lot of times people can recite things they've heard, yeah, or right. look it up. You know what I mean? Or, or give you a scripture, but to to to. To um, explain it practically and and live it out is is not easy because a lot of times we don't understand mm-hmm. yeah. or I've never uh, I've never rested before. So yeah. what does the rest of Christ look like? You know, what does it even look like to to walk towards it or be in it? You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's what comes to mind for me is uh, a lot of times we know God um, based off how we met Him, right? So if He healed us, He's our healer. If He saved us, then He's our Savior, right? And mm-hmm. so we don't we don't understand that God has so many, so many things. And so one of the things that he is, is that he gives us rest. Amen. And so getting to know him as one who grants rest, then you understand that man, not only did he save me, not only did he heal me, but he also wants to give me rest. Cause sometimes we are like, Oh, he's a provider. Right. And all he's these other provider. things. But then I also think about the Israelites because we do that when we're in sin <clears throat> is that they were in slavery. He rescued them from slavery. And then, basically it was like a step of a journey to get them to the promised land and then i think we do that in our lives of like oh he rescued us from sin it'd be like if somebody well obviously yeah we have weird people in prison but it's like it's like somebody giving you uh, the freedom and then you just walk out and you're just right there on the street like do you just want to stay there or do you now then want to be restored do you want to be rested do you want to be like whole and complete and so knowing that he has that identity of himself to be able to give us rest and that he wants that for us, I think is an aspect of him that we should discover more yeah, and man. know because he mm-hmm. doesn't just want you to live a sinless life. He also wants you to live a life of a life of abundant rest, you know? Yeah. And sometimes we look at him as just one label or one identity of like, oh well he's he provides or he heals or he this and that. And it's like, but he also wants you to he also wants you to rest. All day long. And I think uh man, <clears throat> I think that uh you know, Jesus is the provision, like he is rest. It's it's in Christ. It's actually salvation. It's yeah. an eternal spiritual thing, right? It's Facts. this is when we're talking about rest, uh, that's what he's saying to the Hebrews, right? Because they had the gospel message preached to them. Um, and so they knew the truth about God, they just rejected it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like God speaks to you. And you're, it's it's the pride thing. Re- realistically, yep, it's the pride thing, right? Because these people, those messages that were being preached to them, to the Hebrews, those messages that were being preached, they, they didn't have no value, right? When, when you think about when somebody tells you something, you know, you know, and I teach this a lot in marriage, so I'm, I might throw a little marriage stuff in there, but this goes all the way around, right? When, when Ruthie and I talk, what shows that what I said 
she values is dependent upon her obedience to what I said. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I know we hate words like submission and obedience, right? She listened to what I had to say. She cared by responding. responding. <laughs> yeah. And that's the main thing when it comes to entering his rest. Because we're talking about salvation. I mean, rest is in Christ. You know, God's provision is Jesus. Yeah. My daily need is Jesus. And he is the word. Right. So it's yeah. almost like receiving what he has to say. These people were rejecting it. And so it was showing that it had no value to them. And so it's the same thing that the Israelites did. Mm -hmm. And so that's why he's talking to the Hebrews and telling them, brah. Yeah, I don't even know if I said that right. <laughs> brah. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the, he's telling them. He's telling them about the children of Israel because they are. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, yo, that's you right now. These guys right here that are operating out of disobedience and unbelief—that's you. Yeah. What we're preaching to you has no value to you, and you know better. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think a lot of times we—this we, is why we need the word. Yeah. Right? Because we can't forget. I don't know about you, but I want to be the ones that are, you know, Joshua, Caleb, and Juan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to be the ones Thanks. that got killed off by unbelief. Yeah. And that's in everything, <laughs> right? So we say, hey, this year we've been, I've been very adamant in creating spaces um, throughout this year is kind of what we're doing and uh, basically helping men, women just learn their identity and that they were made in the image of Christ, but teaching parenting and uh, generationally with our yeah. students. And that's so important. That is so important because I think that... Are you ready to take your relationships to new heights? We'd like to invite you to the most anticipated event of the year, the Love Wins Conference. Join us February 9th and 10th for an unforgettable weekend filled with love, laughter, and growth. Whether you're newlyweds, celebrating years of bliss, or going through rough patches, this conference is designed to reignite the flame and strengthen the foundation of your relationship. We've put together a team of relationship experts who will share their wisdom and strategies for navigating the twists and turns of your marriage. From communication to intimacy, conflict resolution to emotional connection, our speakers will empower you with the tools you'll need for a lifelong fulfilling partnership. Get ready to roll up your sleeves and participate in interactive workshops where you'll dive deep into your relationship, uncover hidden truths, and explore new ways of building trust and intimacy. You'll learn practical techniques that will help transform your relationship for the better. And it's not just about learning, but also about creating memories together. Join us for our Love Wins Prom Night. It's designed to strengthen your connection and reignite the spark. This is a chance to break away from the daily grind and rediscover the joy of being in each other's arms. So mark your calendars and join us for a transformative weekend at the Love Wins Conference. Ignite the passion, deepen the connection, and build a love that will stand the test of time. Reserve your spot today and invest in your marriage so you too can say, Love, love wins. Um, it's kind of like at that moment, if, if when you read scriptures like, hey, is that nobody does that? No, well, nobody wants to, right? right? So let's say your home was out of order and you're doing ministry. Right? I'm just going to go scripture. Yeah. And I sit with you and I go, hey, um, I think, you know, I want you to keep doing some of these things, but do these two things. This year, I want you to sharpen your skills. I want you to just sharpen, spend time with the Lord. Like, that's a cuss word for people. Mm -hmm. And I go, and then, you know, make sure you, you intentionally invest in your wife and your kids. But we hate that. Yeah. But biblically, you're not supposed to be doing a lot of the other stuff depending on the level that you're doing it, right? I'm not saying you're not doing nothing for Jesus. You're still yeah. a Christian. I'm just saying your calendar doesn't look flooded with ministry stuff because you got to make sure that, are you going to go out there and be like, yo, my family and all this, and then all of a sudden like, because yeah. at some mm. point, the fruit's going to be seen. At some point, there's going to be a result, right? Yeah. When I, because I've, I've, right now, I'm like after the whole book thing, you know, I'm like, Right, I feel like I have the mask on mm -hmm. and uh, oxygen, <laughs> right? And so I, it's not that I can't travel, and it's not that they haven't called me to travel, and it's not that I just am choosing. I'm choosing, and so it happens, right? You get a little like, yeah, yeah. But you get like that until you have the perspective of this is what I'm doing in this season, yeah. because once th you find purpose in it, then this doesn't bother right. as much because you're like, hmm, I'm gonna do this this season. I make sure this is strong and this is strong and yeah. this is strong, and then. 
my golly, God might have me running again. Right, yeah. right. Like, you know, I think one thing that we also don't uh, grasp is that ministry happens organically. Yeah. You know, we just yeah. uh, equate success when we do it um, organized, organized ministry or something yeah. that we plan. But you could be standing, you know, in your season of sitting down and just investing into your wife. You can go to the grocery store, stand right. in line, and be Talk doing ministry. Somebody. Yeah, Ooh. and somebody behind you is crying, and you just Ooh. lay your hand, start praying, and who knows what which happens place. all the time. Exactly, you know what I mean, and or a phone call or anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. at your job, at, in the, anywhere. We just don't, we just That's, don't yeah. feel fulfilled to that because maybe nobody's watching, you know, Ooh. or maybe, or maybe the, or maybe it's a thing of like. I'm not doing it at a, at a, at a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. So it, it we have to understand that ministry is a seed that's implanted in everybody that happens organically. It's just the the things that we struggle with, like the home and, and even us being sanctified that makes us feel like we're not doing ministry because now you're, you're asking me to sit down and, and, and face myself and face my yuck Ooh. and face my unbelief and face those things. And that doesn't feel good. But that's what sanctification is, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think it goes back to the thing that it goes back to the thing that you said <laughs> earlier. You blew up. You blew up. You blew it up. goes back to <laughs> what you said earlier about um, like the pride of like, oh well, other people think that this is good, right? Yeah. And so it's much harder to get the people closest to you that maybe know your mess and you know your past and all these different things. But I mean, I think just living your life as a witness is mm. ministry. Yeah. If you never stepped foot on a platform, if you never picked up a microphone, you still have a meaning growth path. We talk about the sphere of influence, right? You you have uh, people that we may never reach because of who your sphere of influence is. And we have people who uh, you might never reach because of who our sphere of influence is. Mm. And so if uh, you don't do the work to basically set that example where you are, whether it's at work, you know, grocery store with your friends and your family and all that, then... I mean, there's a piece that's that ends up being missing, you know, and then the word doesn't flow through. So yeah, mm-hmm. I was um I remember this. Uh, I used to use the story a lot, and I kind of used it again here recently. But because I was telling Nina about <clears throat> sharpening her axe, mm-hmm. you know how important it is, and I equate sharpening your axe by spending that time with the Lord, right? Yeah. In this case, it was a story of two lumberjacks, and there was a older guy. And a younger guy. And so the younger guy, he kind of was just going at it, right? He was trying to chop the tree. And he was excited because, you know, obviously they had a little conversation of who was going to win knocking the trees down, right? So the older guy started chopping, but he would take breaks to sharpen his axe. At some point, you know, the younger guy thought he was going to win, but the older guy, because he was sharpening his axe, every time he swung the axe, it made a cut, right? And, uh, and so so what ended up happening was that um obviously after a while the younger guy's axe got dull and um basically you just wind at that point you start hurting yourself right Mm -hmm. because you're swinging with a dull axe and you it's you're not getting anything accomplished um the guy who was sharpening his axe he basically um Got the job done and faster, right? Why are y'all laughing? Tell me. I want another joke. I want another joke. You just have to enunciate the X in your, yeah. <laughs> in your a little more. On one of those, it, it didn't come hey, out what, that hey, way. What is that like? <laughs> no comments. <laughs> oh, 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 he had to sharpen his axe. <laughs> hey, listen. His tool. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, listen. Oh, his, good. His, <laughs> his cutter <laughs> thing. Sharing <laughs> his axe. But you get the point, right? Yes. Like, I think a lot of times, oh, if we would understand that in Christ, in Christ, our whole, because that takes... Faith takes a submission. Oh, I think we're done. Now we're <laughs> Faith takes submission. Yeah. It takes submission. When when you think about submitting, faith and submission, they go just hand in hand. You're coming under what God has to say in his plan, mm-hmm. according to his will. His, he's ruling and reigning in the kingdom. And those are things that I say a lot because I don't think that's understood a lot. Yeah. If you if you lived in a kingdom, like you I watch a lot of those old movies and most of the time when that king says something it's done. Yeah, facts. It's done. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, what you it, feel, what you think, none. And you could have been homeboys, and if he's like, chop his head off. Yeah, like, so <laughs> that's got, I mean, I'm, right. I'm watching a, one of those series now, right? It's like all the old school king, and he's like, whatever he says, mm-hmm. he's got his elders, 
and he'll listen to Zeldin, and sometimes he moves. But if he just gets crazy, mm-hmm. which this king was getting crazy, he just does whatever he wants, and they had to listen. So Jesus is our king. Amen. Right. Facts. I, I mean, he's our king, period. Like, whatever he says, we do. So understanding that sometimes there's a season of sharpening that axe, spending time with God. Yeah. That axe. And then be... <laughs> but then also we talked about transparency earlier of just being vulnerable with people too and say, hey, you know what? I don't feel like I'm actually entering God's rest. Like, help me, hold me yeah. accountable mm. to it, you know? Because that's where we really thrive of like someone saying, hey man, I know you brother, you know, like stay home a little bit or hey, be in his word or be with your family or your spouse or whatever. And so I think that's how we can iron, sharpen iron, right? Yeah. That's how we can help each other and um, just letting someone know because if if people, like again, the whole lack of transparency, if people don't know and you're over here like, oh, I'm doing fantastic. And mm-hmm. then you hear the burnout and I'm like, it's impossible to burn out if yeah, you're in you're him, the, you know what yeah. I mean? So. Yeah, because he'll Just he'll pace out. you. Yeah. Facts. He'll pace you. Well, he directs your path. Yeah. That's the crazy part about being in rest, is that all you have to do is follow him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to lead the way. You don't have Easier. to conjure up your own um, strate- uh, strategies or yeah. or plans because he already has your plan. He has totally. the path. He has <laughs> the tools. He has your work. He has right. everything that you need. He already has it has it established for you. It's just you saying yes to it and accessing it in faith. Right. And and that's the beauty about being in rest. In rest is that, like uh, <laughs> hypothetically speaking, you can sit back and be like, "Man, I'm good. What do you have for me today?" Yeah. Without think, without getting up and being like, "Oh my God, how am I gonna, how am I gonna do this, and how am I gonna do that?" Nah, like big time. Just jump in his wheel. You yeah. Know what I mean? So so that's the that's the kicker, right? Because rest is in Christ. So I I, I think it was this morning. I don't know. There was this lot of stuff, right? And so it's easy for us to immediately go to the stuff. Mm-hmm. You get me? And like start getting like, oh man, right? And that's not good. That's when you feel unrested. Amen. But when you're saved and you understand it's him, even when you have those moments, oh, it took me like, well, I did it for like a half a day. But this morning I was like, wait a minute. I, I didn't lean on what I understood and I kind of just trusted him that, God, you know, you're going you're gonna to fix all this. Facts. Because... My job is only to produce seed, yeah, and then you do what you do. So I can only do my part. It was that good reminder that I tell everybody, right? I spoke it to myself, and all of a sudden, the peace that surpasses the understanding of man, right? It's like in some weird way, you know, he he's like, I got it, like chill, enjoy the music. <laughs> You're yeah. like, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. So, can I give a shout out real quick? Oh yeah, man, yeah, do well, you think? Shout out to Polunsky Unit, man. Um, also, I got this shirt right here from somebody in Bell Unit. His name is Caterino and his brother Isaac. Uh, shout out to Bell Unit. Shout out to my brother Hollywood. Uh, in let me see if I can see this, the name of this unit, Powledge Unit. He said that he wanted me. Say that again. Powledge. Powledge. Yep. Yeah. And uh, one of his brothers named G, aka wow. the Gotti. The Gotti from Waco. Tell us the truth. <laughs> Tell us the truth. Shout, Shout out to you truth. guys, man. We love y'all, yeah, man. Like, we... He's shouting out himself. It was a yeah. letter from G. <laughs> wow. It was an anonymous letter. Yeah. yeah. But we love you guys, man, and we appreciate your support and, and all the feedback. Thank yeah, without a doubt. Thank you guys for, uh, you know, sending in. We're still reading letters, man. We're, yeah. still, we're still reading letters. You know, give us some, some grace in that, but we appreciate it. You know, I mean, don't stop. Don't stop yeah, sending don't them Don't stop in. sending them. They encourage us. Encourages us, us yep. for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe we'll figure out. I mean, we're still trying to figure out even the show. We're just being led by the Lord, guys. Give us some mercy and grace. Thank you to all the real ones that support us all the time. Um, You know, yeah. That's it. And, and that's, that's a wrap. Thank you. This is Real Family for joining us. You can be a part of the crew by following us on social media or writing us at P.O. Box 671-626, Houston, Texas 77267. Don't forget, stay real. <laughs>